Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down. <laughs> this tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoed of Enema of Chris the Grava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris Grava <laughs> is. It's so good. That's great. Hey everybody! Hey, what's up? Jesse is playing some shit that is annoying me. <laughs> Welcome to the pub tree. Uh, it hasn't gotten any better. Dude, come on, third eye blind? What's no. funny is Aaron rode with me tonight. We're recording at Jesse's house, and. Uh, Aaron got in my car and I was like trying to play some music and then he was getting mad because I was like looking through my library while I was driving. Were you playing he, something? Uh, were you playing something other than the two bands that he loves? I was. He was actually playing another band that I. He was trying to play another band that I love, but in the process he was driving in the other lane. You know, the one that drives in the opposite that is direction. Not true. You were halfway in that lane. A okay. woman had to to go and turn in the opposite direction. All right. Well, enough of this nonsense. Okay. This is this is supposed anyway, to be. You drifted. I, there was at so least I, one headlight so in said, that lane. I'll shuffle. I'll just shuffle my library. Okay. My phone, yeah. Right. And the first thing that came up was a third eye blind. So uh-huh. it was deep inside of you. So I started solid frantically song. tapping the seek button on his radio, which deep wasn't inside. working. He, yeah. He was trying it, to change it, it frantically. Frantically. Um, oh man, this. This song is from 1997. Now I know we did a 1999 episode, and we'll have another one soon with a different year. But I don't no, think we've picked it yet. Man. We have I know, it. I know. I have been saying for a long time that I feel like 97 was like was like my time. Okay. What? I have not. This is the first I'm hearing that. 97. You know. You know what my I time said is. It before. You know what my time is, Mike. What? What year? If I could just pick any one. 2003. Year. Ooh, close. Four. That's fine. Five. I would say five. Okay. Because five had all the stuff from three and four plus some heavy stuff. That it it five did. It, it started to get. Okay. Heavy. Okay. But this is supposed to be punk nibbles. It's supposed to be our our slightly shorter, less deep divey type episodes. So and we'll see how that goes. Oh, sorry. I just got distracted uh-huh. by the song. I'm just gonna turn uh-huh. it off. Um. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So what have you been listening to? Because this is the kickoff for the show. So what's it been? Or, or. Instead of what you've been listening to, we could do a, a, a shuffle game. Real quick shuffle game. Might be a little quicker. Because mm. I know we want to have a specific conversation. So, so so our intro prior to the discussion should be brief. We'll do shuffle. All right, so the shuffle uh, game. Numbers three. Numbers three? Okay. Number is three. Ooh, All I right. can just do it on my computer because I've already oof, got it open. Oof, oof. Oh, look at Jesse bragging that he's got a computer. <laughs> So rare. Is it like okay? I have a question. When we say it's three, is it like the first song that comes up and then you hit three? Yeah. So no, I think it's going to be the fourth song because you press play. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go first. I'm ready to go first. Click it three times. I'm ready to go first. Yeah. Is that okay? All right. One, two, three. Okay. What have we got here? Oh, pretty good. Okay. Night drive. 
by Jimmy Eat World. All right. Oh god. Not that bad. It could have been much worse. It could no, have been, probably much, too, been much worse. It's probably too emo for Aaron. Although I'm just to the point now where I'm like, yes, I'm the emo screamer guy, and I'm comfortable. Jesse, you're up. Ooh, okay. All right, here it goes. One, two. Oh, it didn't go. It's like stuck. Oh, I'm getting a pinwheel. Three. I also got a Jimmy Eat World song. No, you didn't. I did. Wow. I mean, it's literally playing right now on my computer. You should stop that. Yeah, I'll turn it up, but it was uh, Chase the Light by Jimmy Eat World. Wow. <laughs> All right. I hope Aaron gets a Jimmy World song. It'd be amazing. I'm a suspect. I'm a traitor. I'm only here in body visiting. Yellow faces and the distance greens. The beauty is in what isn't said. I'm rising to my Ruination, here we come, by Face to Face. All right, I was actually yes. listening to Face to Face this week, so that is. Cool. I'm, I'm so, so happy listening to the new record that you were listening to that new record. It's that very, is I really so like good. it. It's so good. It's very good. Jesse, mm-hmm. have you listened to it at all? Uh remind me of what you were just saying ten seconds face ago when I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like it's pretty new still. It's like a few months old. The Face to Face record. Um, I most likely listened to it when it first dropped, and one of you said something in a text message. No, did you listen to it? Is the question. Not I most likely listened to it. When I it thought first I remember dropped. you telling me that you showed it to him. I think he heard the single um, "No Way Out," but but through. Yep, that that's I, I, yes, that sounds familiar. So yeah, you I need hit to, that, but I'm, You should check it out. Okay, whole check it out. So okay, good. say it again. It's face to face. There's no way out but through. Yeah. There's no way out but there is way through. Yeah. So type that in and. Yeah, Google's smart enough to figure it out. Yep, got it. Great. Um, well, so so tonight or today, whenever you are listening to us ramble here, um, we have been having conversations about going to shows. Um, we got a, a, a surprise coming up for Aaron at some point, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, Aaron, but right. it's good. It's going to be a good one. I don't know that it's going to be good for Aaron. It might not be, but it'll be fun for everyone else. Okay. Especially oh, our listeners. That's it's not going to make you feel better. Yeah, well, you should. You should feel great. If you about said it. that to me, I would be like, oh, God. Well, Aaron doing? missed one of our recording sessions. And so, you know. Stuff happens. He yeah. 
the wise wisdoms that were in the last episode, he still doesn't know what they are. He, yeah. he, it's true. It's true. He doesn't. I heard you credited me with them. And uh, something about prejudice. I'm probably going to be disappointed in that thing. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm disappointed with most things that are credited to me. And, okay. And a, a small thing came up in our, our previous episode, uh, a couple episodes ago, I think. Was it Jesse's About Wiener? singers. Yeah. And we were, I think we were talking about uh, Further Seems Forever, and we, we kind of had a little thing about, like, you know, the three different singers that sang uh, yeah. for them, and who was the best. And it kind of got us on this kick of, like, well, who are some of the best voices from, like, the punk rock world? Whoa. Did you just change this from favorite to best? Oh, no, okay, we'll go with favorite. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't trying so to... So, favorite, favorite voices from the punk rock world, and I would, I'm going to, I, I want to name this so that we don't just bicker about it. The punk rock world is a pretty wide and vast mm-hmm. world, and, and our show is about the tree, Aaron, and the offshoots from... Oh, well, yeah. Right? I'm on board. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> he, I, he says with like a he said it but you, eyes, you could eyes, see his eyes, eyes staring at, yeah. I mean there, there's probably going to be a lot of eye rolling there oh uh, yeah you guys don't even know how much eye rolling we deal with from Aaron yeah you know Jimmy World and other things there's probably video of this so people can see all the eye rolling mm-hmm. oh man okay so just yeah um, fa- favorite singers we'll just kind of like pop up you know popcorny however mm-hmm. we want to do it um, I don't think you have to pick like one you could pick a couple maybe oh yeah fair enough no less than two, but no more than five. Wow, five's a lot. Ooh. Okay. Oh, no, I don't think anybody okay. should get to five. I'm just saying, like, don't go overboard. All right. Does anybody want to jump out and go first? Yeah, let's just start with one that definitely makes my top five. I'm not saying it's Great. number one. I'm not going in any order. But since we already mentioned singers, uh, Jason Gleason is one of my favorite singers, for sure. Um, what's interesting to me is um, choosing him, I he doesn't have many albums that like uh st- stick with me as what make him favorite it's really just one record that i just think is 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 phenomenal where his voice is is fantastic and it's how to start a fire by further seems forever that whole record i, I was recently listening to some action reaction stuff that he did after further seems forever and it's and it's good but just for some reason i don't know who produced uh, how to start a fire i wouldn't be surprised if it was like aaron sprinkle or something because it sounds it sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one guy on my list is Jason Gleason. Aaron, what's one that's definitely on your list? Not necessarily one, but just favorite vocalist. Uh, Davey Havoc of AFI. Oh, um, okay. And one thing I find very interesting is like in their early records, uh, you know, Answer That and Stay Fashionable, um, I'm very proud of you. He kind of does the whole punk rock thing where, you know, it's not, I want to say it's not, I was about to say how it used to be not cool to try. He was definitely trying, but like 
trying to be good as a punk rock singer, right? But then he got into um, uh, Black Sails in the Sunset, The Art of Drowning, and then Sing the Sorrow. And they pro- he progressively started getting better, like he was trying to actively sing better. Um, and you saw it a little bit in uh, Black Sails in the Sunset. Still had a little bit of the like really raw, grungy punk style. Uh, the Art of Drowning started getting a little bit more uh, maybe technical, you say. I don't know. But in mm-hmm. Sing of Sorrow, he really kind of yeah. opened up and had a much broader range what of was his that? vocals. What was the last term I missed? The te- tech? You said something? Technical. Technical. That, okay. I don't. Yeah. It might have just been said I, quickly. I, I didn't catch it. I'm wondering. So I liked AFI when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And then kind of right after that, right around 2000 and just after, um, we had the rise of the sort of like weird hot topic yeah. fake punk goth thing with like uh what are some of those bands mars volta mm. uh, yeah mars volta more i'm thinking of like the my mainstream romance. ones yeah my chemical the romance oh. and the used and like that whole taste of chaos kind of group but there was like- one other big one that was right up there with um my chemical romance they're super, super Not well the known. used? No. Anyway, it might come to me, but I, I feel like I lost AFI mm-hmm. in the rise of all of these bands that kind of like did the similar eye makeup look, did the similar, you know, Danzig, like, hairstyle. Mm. Um, they kind of like ruined that. Yeah. That thing. Like- and then the operatic kind of like thing in the voice, you know, because Davey was like, not totally doing that, but it was kind of on the edge. Yeah, I get that. Um, and I mean, Davy Havoc was dressing like that long before <laughs> <laughs> those guys ever came around. And um, I understand that. But even in, like Sing the Sorrow, he had, like I said, a wide range of like very soft singing, um, screaming, and then the stuff that you call like that operatic thing. So um, that's one thing I really like about him because he does all those pretty darn well yeah um but i do understand how that could get lost if you're not like really keeping up with afi like a lot of people jumped in to the afi bandwagon around that time mm-hmm. and i think possibly because of bands like the use and my chemical romance brought it into the mainstream and people are like oh sing the sorrow sounds kind of like that and then they put out december yeah. underground which mm-hmm. sounded more like that um and it was selling, and they yeah. and they were on the like, you know, marketable side of of pop punk and punk music yeah. at the time. Like they were major T-shirts in the malls and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. T-shirts in major stores in the mall. And that's really that's really the that's really this, the what what means you made it is you've got T-shirts in the mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. interesting though because we had never have talked about AFI. No. And there being one of those pivot points to the post kind of if we want to call it the post-punk world but like their role in uh, emo oh, screamo i was gonna say i think afi's you know, come up we never would have had there. we never would have had like uh 30 seconds to mars no right like that totally came from no like davy havoc had to have influenced mm-hmm. jared leto a lot but if, yeah his look at least yeah. yeah but i don't know how much i've talked about this with you guys but they were my favorite band for i don't know like three or four years up until wow. December Underground came out. Wow. And that just ruined it for you, huh? Um, or did you just move on to someone else? No, I just kind of got 
more open minded and like started listening to other stuff and like you got open minded. I said more. Oh, okay. More. Wow, that must have been something. I guess maybe not more open minded. I started listening to uh, to other stuff and just like, discovering more. Just yeah. discovering more. Discovering more. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so my my first pick, and I, I kind of picked, as we're thinking through this, I picked um, a vocalist in kind of three kind of categories. We didn't decide to do that, but I kind of have that in my mind. I had a feeling you would have a hard time not picking your favorite songwriters. Yeah, or and like not and factoring in songwriting, <clears throat> not factoring in songwriting into their vocal performances. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, because I I. I <laughs> um, like I've never been a person who just loved someone who had a great blues voice for the sake of singing blues, right? Like if somebody was covering somebody else's song, I've never been like, oh, except for Nora Jones. I love that. Like they yeah. covered somebody else's song. Listen, I'd rather hear the original, mm-hmm. but whatever. So my first voice is Chris Hanna. Oh right? yeah, um, Propagandi. Uh, I just think that it is to me the epitome of. Um, the part of me that is what I would just say is punk rock propaganda is like the band that is right in that wheelhouse for me oh, right? um, and his voice is there's not much whine to it at all he's not afraid to just give it like a uh in the middle of a song mm-hmm. sometimes when Literally. he's feeling it Yeah. he's also not afraid to be a little bit uh, like quirky with like the way he says something, oh yeah, um, in a song, and then when he sings something, I think this is like what's most important to me, and I'll probably mention this about the other guys I, I talk about too, or other people I talk about too. Um, he just is, he's believable. Like when yeah. he's singing this, you're like, oh man, this thing matters to this person. It really, really matters, and it's also intensified as the band has gone on. It's like his voice has grown. As the band has grown. Oh, yeah. And the band, more than they used to, is actually writing songs with space for just his voice to come through, which you guys know how much, and listeners know how much I love that. Um, that's absolutely, like, my favorite now, is when they're, like, rocking out and then they drop. And we just get to hear him, like, say something super similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, super, super simple. I think Adventures in Zucosis is, like, the epitome of that. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, when he's just, like, telling the tale of, like, the, the vocalist and the story the person in the story is telling their their son to like run mm-hmm. right like you, you're gonna grab your brother's hand and run and I'm gonna show this person what I think of them you know it's like it's beautiful because it's aggressive but it's honest and it's it's vulnerable right it definitely sounds like genuine like yeah he's not trying terribly hard it's just like like really coming from him mm-hmm mm-hmm I think the sad truth is This enclosure is where your old man belongs But you, your hearts are pure 
When the operating conditioners come to break you in I sink my squandered teeth You grab your little brother's hand, run like the wind And if I'm not there, don't look back, just go I don't give a fuck about the original programs Implemented to extend our captive lifespans Motherfucker, gonna get a load of what I got planned Jesse, you got another one? Yeah, for sure, I've got a few people in mind Uh... Next, if I were to try to nail down like a number one, this could be it, but I don't know. It's too it's too hard. Um, but <laughs> um, one of my favorite bands is Emery, and part of what makes Emery great is they have two lead vocalists, and throughout their discography, these two singers. Uh, some albums, it's it's very much like. Oh, clearly this guy's taking lead on this song, and this. Oh, anyway, the, the singers are are. Uh, Devin Shelton and Toby Morell. Um, and part of what makes Emory great is they're both excellent. And when they will have like, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll often have uh, <laughs> du- dueling melodies that they're singing uh, different lyrics right over on top of each other with different melodies that, that work really well. Um, but also, I-, I tend to like Devin's voice a little bit better. Got nothing against Toby, but he's my second favorite singer in Emory. <laughs> Devin Shelton is one of my favorite singers, and I just really like his voice. Toby's definitely my second favorite singer in Emory, <laughs> as well, Jesse. Yes, I think. I think he might be my third favorite or fourth. Right, because Matt does sing sometimes, and, uh-huh. and Josh will we'll we'll shout. We'll, shout, yes. It, it, he'll put the microphone. So on. I want to. I want to clarify. Toby is my fourth favorite singer in Emory. <laughs> I, I, here's the Except thing. for when Jesse's singing along, then he's my fifth favorite singer yes, in memory. That's me. I usually do sing along. No, you're my fourth, and Toby's my fifth. In that <sighs> I know you've you've mentioned some what you don't prefer about Toby's voice. He's too he's too operatic. I don't I don't love the operatic thing. I know, and that's and that's okay. Um, but, but yeah, that's uh, Devin Shelton of Emory. I see Jason Cruz from Strung Out. Yeah. Um, and I've liked his voice for a long time, and it's hard for me to pick out exactly what I like about it. I mean, there's like the fact that he doesn't always sing, like follow along with the guitars and the drums. Like he kind of um, takes it in a different direction. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to describe exactly what I like about it. I mean, what I appreciate about Strung Out in general is this, like, intensity, not just speed, because it's not, it's not always tempo yeah. of the song, but there's an intensity mm-hmm. to the instrumentation, especially guitar playing. Yeah. That is fairly violent. It's super skillful, but fairly violent. Yeah. And he tends to sing across the phrasing, whereas, like, you know... I feel like a lot of punk rock vocal parts are just kind of in line with the key, like the chord changes. 
Yeah. Right? And, and he, he does a pretty cool job of like spreading it out on top. Yeah. Yeah. And with what you said about it being like intense and violent, he is, I would say that about his voice where it's intense. He doesn't scream or anything like that, um, but he's still got this intensity and this pushes it violence to like how he pushes it. Yeah. Um, and I'd say almost similar to uh, what we're talking about with Chris Hannes, there's just like this genuineness to how he sings everything. Like it just comes from like, you know, who he is. So um, <clears throat> my next one I, it might be just my favorite singer, maybe my favorite singer, which is saying a lot. Um, but I think the range of this artist and the development of this artist from early years of being a very sort of post, um, almost kind of post hardcore in influence. The band, I would say, is a very indie band, but post-hardcore and influence, not screaming, but lots of yelling and, like, blowing out whatever it is he's trying to, like, say. Um, It's Andy Hull. And early Manchester, Andy just let stuff out. I would say everything to nothing is probably the epitome of um, he's pleading at the top of his lungs belting out pleading to try to understand something or try to get help or hope or something um like the river is just like it's everything this isn't everything he's got he's screaming into the microphone with everything and in the same way we see like kind of from hope on and there were elements of it before right like the river had some elements um everything to nothing had some elements shake it out had some elements but really just being okay and now writing around a singer-songwriter voice that's also pleading and also asking for help and also asking for hope but being okay with doing it completely broken all the way down to nothing um his like naked voice is just incredible and we've heard it live a bunch of times we've heard i I don't know that we've heard it naked Okay, fair enough. I think he's dialed in like exactly what, sure. So you what process re- he's run, running yeah. through? What? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I, I just, I just respect the range of festival stages with many, many thousands of people in the crowd going nuts um, to where he's like singing stuff and then just like screaming away from the mic to himself while he's playing, mm-hmm. all the way down to like singer songwriter and even like vocalist duets like with Paris Jackson and things that are so broken down and um vocal like centric I think I talk to you best when I sing I sing about almost everything 
also wonder if instead of like just naming like one and going into detail, just to, to kind of wrap up, just maybe do like, I don't want to say honorable mention, but just like rattle off yeah, two, yeah. two totally, or three just totally. to wrap up. Go, yeah, go. Who do you got? Who's on the top? Uh, I like, um, let's see. I really like Matt McDonald of Classic Crime. Andy Hole mm. would be on mine for me. Maybe even David La Pepe of oh, um, say Gang of yeah. Youths. Yep. Um, Haley Williams of Paramore. Someone's got to mention a woman. <laughs> but yeah, there's just a few. Just to rattle off some. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Chris Rowe of the Ataris, which I think is a very underrated, excellent voice, actually. You're looking at me. Give me a look, Aaron. Is it too whiny, Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I just think he was maybe one of the best ever to do it. Who else do you got? Uh, Agent M from Tsunami Bomb. Yeah. Scott Radinsky. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, F. Yeah. Schultz from Death by Stereo. Yeah. We, we weren't going to like make it through this without you. Um, you wouldn't. No, that's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, and that's yeah. very understandable. Anybody else, Jesse? I, I, I rattled off like three or four after going in depth about a couple, but what have you got? Yeah, I mean, I think that like um, Bazan has has come up on on the show a lot. I think yeah. it's super awesome and a weird one. And I don't think that anybody else would ever say this, but it came to mind when we first mentioned the ideas. Like the other night, we were talking, and this idea for this episode. Came I didn't up. think you were going to say Bjork, but here it goes. It's, it's not Bjork, Wesley Willis, and this person <laughs> <laughs> derailed. <laughs> Um, oh, I do want to know what it is. <laughs> I think it's because it represents a, a P, like so. It's 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 Jay Mascus, and no one else I think would ever say this. And I, I want to justify why I say so. Dinosaur Junior. He's known as a guitar player. He has a signature line of Squire Jazz Masters. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's he's a guy who's respected in the music world, but not for his voice. For me, that era of kind of like early 90s alternative music, like finding um, Dinosaur Jr. and Silver Jews and some of those bands in, and, and sort of like thinking about them and listening to them instead of listening to Pearl Jam and Nirvana and some of that is like pretty informative for me, actually. And I don't sing like Jay Mascus. I don't. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people would think that, but I think that that sort of like, I have something I want to say, and I'm literally just saying it. Like, I'm say, speak singing it almost. Um, it's just really unique. Yeah. So he wouldn't be. I mean, can... it wasn't about who's the best. It was who's your, your favorite, favorite exactly. right? Exactly. Which is what I, what I was. I, which plays into what I was trying to say which is like he's not your traditional like excellent vocalist but like you love the way he does it he delivers it in his own way and it works really well for you yeah nice well we don't normally do this at the end but what what are the beverages we got out on the table 
Um, well, you oh, and it's I, a little, it's a little less than normal. We got the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've already we've talked about this beer before. Yeah, we both got, just ding, got Dingo six, Magic from uh, Modern Times. Six packs on six packs yeah. of that. And Aaron, uh, Aaron, what do you got? Uh, I've got almond cinnamon twist from Tiesta Tea. Awesome. I want to say one more word about Jay Mascus <laughs> because I feel like I'm going to get flack from at least somebody. I have two names. I'll throw two names out there, and Tom you tell Waits. me if they're a great singer. <laughs> Tom Waits. Were you really going to say that? Yes. Is, yes. is he a good singer? Uh, like classically, no. But okay. what he does, he obviously makes it work. Bob Dylan. Yeah. The, yeah. I would say absolutely not. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Okay. Even like Neil Young, it's like man, it, it, at the it's not classically like mm. you know, but Heart of Gold, that live version, come on, get out of here. Barry Gibb, yeah, Jesse. <laughs> no, anyway, okay, so all right, what a what a nice what a nice quick conversation for a punt nibbles. So yeah, we'll probably uh, play. Um, let's see what, what's going to be the last track here. If you had to get, well, we're going to play something we just talked about. What's going to what's going to play out? Let's go with uh, "Take the Reins" by Tsunami Long. Okay, perfect. All right, hey everybody, so long from the punk tree. See ya. Thank see you, you for listening. Bye. <laughs>